Hello, Rhythm Church. Welcome. We are so glad to be with you today. My name is Aaron, and this handsome man right here is the senior pastor of Rhythm Church, Jeff Moores. Well, hello, Rhythm Church. I I love you. We switched it up this week. I should do that more often. It felt better. I like that's kind of cool. Maybe we'll try that in the regular meetings. (laughs) Anyways, hey, welcome to Online Church. We're so glad that you guys have joined us today from wherever you're at in, um, in the world. We're, we're stoked to be with you. Um, it's, I, you threw me off. Like, I don't know what to do now. I'm usually used to coming in to what, oh, it's so different. But anyways, um, hey, we've got a lot of great stuff here at Rhythm Church, don't we, babe? What's we going sure on this do. month? Tell us about this, this month. This month, we have so much going on. And I think the thing I'm the very most excited about is Mahalloween. Come on. We are doing a very fun um, end-of-the-month celebration here at Rhythm Church on October 31st from 3 to 5. That's right. We're going to do Trunk or Treat Mm -hmm. in the parking lot. Let's not pretend. We know that kids look forward to the candy. 100%. They need the candy. They love, And the parents love the candy that That their kids get. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're just going to have a really fun event for the whole family. And in the meantime, leading up to the event, we are collecting brand new and very gently used used. jackets for um, kids sizes 2T up to extra large. We want to be able to bless kids that are in need at our event on the 31st. So if you have the means and the ability to bring jackets here to Rhythm Church as a donation, we will not turn them away. And we are sure that there is a child in need that would greatly benefit. Exactly. And if you're, so if you're able to actually bring them uh, to a Sunday, that'd be great. Um, or maybe to the church during some of our office hours, just email us to make sure that we'll be here. Because again, with everything being shut down and not shut down, it's a little janky that the times that we're in office, but email us, we'll be sure to grab it. Or if you're not able to, or you know, you can send a jacket to the church, or if you're not able to do any of that, if you just want to donate, or maybe send a gift card, or actually just donate financially, if you go to um, our webpage and you go to Support Rhythm Church, there's actually a spot there where you can give to our community outreach, because we will be using a portion of that money as well, too, to go out and to get some jackets to make sure that we are able to provide for the kids in need. You know, interesting thing, when we did our Blessed Local event, and we had backpacks. We had tons of backpacks with school supplies, but yet we ran out. We ran out so early. And we just want to make sure that we don't do that with these jackets. That's right. Our, our community is in need, and yeah. we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus to help meet the need that exists exactly. right now. Exactly. So that'll be at the end of the month. So we're collecting them all the way up until that day. Um, and if you have kids and want to bring them, you know, we're going to be handing out the candy and baggies and stuff. So it'll be as safe and as sanitary as possible. Um, we also have other stuff going on that day as well, too. So again, um, show up my Halloween. It's going to be a great time. And we also have a mother's gathering for you moms out there that if you want to connect with other moms and there's child care provided, it'll be at the church here on Saturday, October 15th, 17th, 17th maybe. maybe, somewhere in the teenth area, Saturday, um, show up. Aaron's going to be giving a little message, a little encouragement. And so... We had, a, we had a lot of great stuff going on. If you want to know about anything going on at Rhythm Church, always go to MyRhythmChurch.com. 
and um, just scroll through whatever. But definitely go to the online uh, church page. When you're on the online church page, you can fill out a communication card. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we'd love to hear where you're watching from, how you've heard about us. Maybe I've met, I've met people out in public. Oh, matter, matter of fact, shout out to, oh, I forget your name. But I met you at Costco. You helped us. You helped me. I was going through the line, and you were there, like helping put everything in boxes. And you said, "Hey, I go. To, I go to Rhythm Church. I started going online." So shout out to you, Diane. Maybe Diane. D. I don't know. I'm so sorry for forget your name. But it was awesome to meet you. We know that so many people have started watching online um, since the pandemic started and haven't been able to attend yet in person. We can't wait to meet you in person. But you come when you feel good and ready. Um, we're just so glad that we have this medium to connect with you on. So anyways, go to My Rhythm Church. You can give online. It helps support us financially as well as you can just fill out information, prayer requests, all that stuff, all digitally. Um, And be sure to to like this video, share this video. Um, Yeah, all that stuff. All that stuff. All that stuff. All right. Guess what? I think everyone is eager for the message. Okay. We are in our family collection of talks and... God's just speaking to us. We're hearing great things about how God is just reaching in and grabbing a hold of hearts and um, motivating change and and action. And so here's the third week. Mm. We can't wait to share with you. All right. Okay. Love you. Oh, boy. All right. Hey, turn with me, please, in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter number four. Ephesians number four. And for those of you guys who are on the other side of the screen and you're wondering, why do they talk with microphones? Um, the reason why is because it just is, it's better sound quality and all that stuff. We used to use a boom thing, but with how warm it gets in this building right now, we have the AC on and it makes all sorts of weird noises. Probably way more information than you thought about. And you probably weren't even thinking about why is he using a microphone. But that's, that's why. So, so you know. And knowing is half the battle. All right, Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to read verses um, ooh, 14 through 16. 14 through 16. And um, like Aaron said, we're in a family collection of talks where we're really exploring what it means to be the family of God all the way down, even what it means to be like family at home, husband, wives, parents, and so on and so forth. But we're still in this portion right now where we're dealing with what it means to be family as the church in fulfilling God's purpose for our family. The first week we talked about um, we talked about unity and the importance of of unity. Of we all come from different backgrounds, and when we all get together, we've all got our different issues, or different baggage, or different cultural expectations. Everything that we've grown up with is so different. And so of course there's going to be friction. Of course there's going to be clashing. And so that's why Paul is 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 encouraging the church to like, hey, to bear with one another in love, to practice, you know, hospitality with it, to be patient with each other, to make every effort to keep the peace. And so we kind of went through that, the idea of like, it's important to remember that we're, we're one, we're under one God, one hope, one purpose, all of that stuff. And so there's going to be issues, but we're together in this no matter what. And then last week we talked about in order to be like trained up and raised up to fulfill God's purpose for us as family, we talked about how we gave us the five gifts, uh, apostles, uh, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. They used a hand thing. If you missed last week, go back and listen to last week. It's super good. But this whole idea of that, like these gifts have been given to us to raise us up because it's, it's our deal 
as the body of Christ, all of us to go out and to do the work that God has given us to do, to, to go out and to share the mission and the gospel of Jesus. And it's not just the pastor's job. It's not just the people on staff at a church. It just doesn't happen on Sundays or during the week in your rhythm groups. No, it happens in your jobs, everywhere that you go, in your families, in your neighborhoods, all over the place is where we do this, right? And so now we're getting into this idea of like, so again, last week, he's given you these gifts to like train you up to go do this stuff. And now we see in verse 14, kind of the reason why it says, then you will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, he says, speaking the truth in love, we will grow up to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. For him, the whole body joined together and held by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each one does its work, as each one does its work. Now, this is our part two of what we started last week. And I'm just speaking this idea of like us growing up, maturity, us growing up and maturing. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for um, this time that we get to gather together um, all across our Southern California, West Coast, all the way out through the rest of the continental U.S. and even in Hawaii. Shout out to those in Hawaii, Lord, and, and even to those that watch us around the world. Father, we're so grateful and thankful. We just ask now, Holy Spirit, invade every space and place that we're at. God, open our hearts and open our minds as we open your word. God, speak to us, encourage us, convict us, and inspire us. But Lord, ultimately, continue to shape us more and more into your likeness. In Jesus' name, we pray. And all God's people out there said, Amen. Amen. Um, so there's a couple of documentaries. I'm not like endorsing them. I'm not saying they're 100% true or whatnot, but there's a couple of documentaries that we've watched in our family recently that have kind of, have kind of tripped us out a little bit and made us think about our phones differently and social media differently. All that. One was the, it's called The Social Dilemma. It's on Netflix. And I, I suggest watching it. It's interesting. I mean, if you have watched it, maybe drop a comment. Watched it. I'd like to know what you thought about it. Um, but we watched it. And then there's another one that's on YouTube. It's a documentary on YouTube called Kids 2.0. Is that right, babe? Is it Kids 2.0 or something like that? Yes, Kids, Children 2.0, some, something like that. But anyways, they all dive into how it's so easy for us to become addicted to our phones, how it's so easy for us to be like get sucked into social media. We go down these rabbit holes and we spend hours on these things. And, and not only that, but then in the kids' point, it was like what it's doing to our kids' minds as they're watching these things. And it, it, it kind of, it got me because I realized like I can get so caught up and I can get so distracted. I mean, you know out there that sometimes you just click, you, you go online and you're, or maybe you go on your phone and you're trying to do one thing, but all of a sudden you click on Facebook. I'm just going to check it real quick. Come, you guys know what I'm saying, right? And then all of a sudden, like an hour later, like you're checking, like you're, you're just scrolling and you're looking at this and you've watched this little video, or maybe it's like YouTube. You go and you're just trying to watch one video and then like two hours later, some of you guys out there who are still, like who work online, you're just, you're just gonna pop over for a moment and see what's going on. And then again, half hour later, hour later, you just like wasted so much time 
going down these rabbit holes. And basically what it's done is it's distracted us from what it is we're supposed to do. I'm telling you, I've been, I've like been writing messages and I thought, oh, I'm just going to see real quick. And I go over there and like half hour later, half hour, 45 minutes goes by and I'm like, shoot, I need to get back to writing the, the message. It's like pastoral confessions. I've, I like, I get, I get stuck on those things. Um, but we get, we get distracted. And then sometimes we get distracted by stuff that ultimately doesn't matter. But in the moment, it seems like it matters so much because of the way that it's portrayed, the way that it's put forth to us. When we're supposed to be doing another job. What Paul is actually saying here in verse 14 is he's saying, look, remember, you're being trained up to do this other job. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted by all this other stupid stuff that's coming our way, that's, that's like up in our face. He says, um, this way, look, when you're busy about the kingdom of God, you're not going to get distracted. You will no longer be like infants tossed back and forth by the waves. You're, when we're busy doing God's work, we're no longer going to get caught up in the, the controversies of today. When it talks about being uh, tossed in, like to and fro, it depends on the, the passage, I mean the translation you read. But when it talks about um, being tossed back and forth by the waves, it's the same, the same Greek phrase that's used in Luke chapter 28 verse 24 when the disciples are on the Sea of Galilee and they're stuck in a storm and they're wondering if Jesus even cares because he's asleep. Like that's the picture that it's painting right now. That like you will no longer be stuck in storms where you're so distracted by the storm that you forget to focus on the Savior. And right now, there's, there's like storms around us. There's storms of all sorts of stuff. There's storms of the pandemic. There's storms of the election. There's all these things that we're getting so caught up in that we're forgetting that we're not supposed to be caught up in these things, but we're supposed to be busy about the Father's business. We're distracted. We're distracted. We're distracted by today's issues. And then we start to promote today's issues more than we're promoting the gospel. Can I just say, in in, in Please forgive me if I offend you, but I would love it. If you're a believer out there, I would love it if believers were as, as vocal about the gospel as they are about our need to vote this election. Because it's Jesus that's going to change things. Look, laws never changed, never changed anybody. Hearts, when your heart changes, that's, that's what happens. That's, that's, that's when changes happen. So he says, look, don't get caught up in all of this stuff. But we do, we get caught up in the storm. We, we, like they were, getting, they were getting inundated with like different ideas about Jesus, different ideas about Christianity. There was all sorts of whack teachings and stuff back then. And we maybe don't get a ton of that anymore, but we do get distracted by stuff that's connected to our faith, but isn't necessarily supposed to be related to our faith. And, and when we get distracted, we get caught up and we get in all this like, we get caught up in a movement, but movement doesn't necessarily mean momentum. It doesn't mean that we're going somewhere. Being busy doesn't mean that we're productive. Does that make sense to you guys? Like sometimes we get so caught up in, in being busy and doing things, but it doesn't mean that we're moving the ball down the field in any way, shape or form for God's family and God's purpose. So he says, don't get caught up in these things. It's like those that, that, um, that you know, you can sit down with your spouse and you can say, man, there's, there's issues in our marriage. Great, you've identified them, but to talk about them over and over and over again doesn't mean a thing until you start to do something to, to fix it. Um, it's those that, that say, yeah, there's something, something going on with our kids. Man, we've identified it, but now you have to parent through it. It's... Um, it's, man, there's stuff going on in our society. Yeah, we've identified it, but now we have to understand it's the gospel that fixes it. It's, 
um, it's those that like, for those of you guys who are deep in the church, it's those that talk about revival. Well, go do the work of revival. Don't just sit there and talk. Don't just get caught up in the storm and the, the, the movement within here. But like, we've got we've to, like, our movement has to lead to mov- momentum. Our busyness has to lead to productivity. Otherwise, it's all for naught. So he goes, don't do this. He says, look, you're going to be trained, so don't do this. Don't, don't be infants. Don't be tossed back and forth by the waves. Don't get caught up in the scheming, the deceitful scheming of the enemy. And there's so many deceitful schemes out there. Don't get caught up in that, people. Instead, instead, like, so instead of getting caught up in that, instead of going down the rabbit holes, instead of, of getting, you know, thinking that the answer to the world is who's in political office, all that stuff. Instead of that, speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. Let's get back to truth. Let's get back to God's word and let's get back to doing it in love. Let's get back to doing it. The truth and love are not void of each other. They're not void of each other. Let's do this. Truth and love aren't separated. Love should be our motivation for truth. But we got to get back to speaking the truth and love, speaking the truth and love to each other and to the world, to each other and then to the world, to each other and then those that might be the deceitful schemers. Yeah, we got to speak the truth in love. And I see a lot of people speaking truth, but I don't see a lot of love behind it. I don't see a lot of care behind it. I don't see the motivation being like, I want to see you set free. I want to see you um, forgiven. I don't see it because that's the, the truth is there is hope. The truth is there's hope for the world. The, tr- the, the truth is there's hope for your marriage. The truth is there's hope for your children. The truth is there is hope that you can be forgiven of your sins, that you can experience a fresh start in life, that you can live a completely different life, transformed in Jesus. That's the hope. The hope is that your eternity is set in him. Like that's the great hope. Jesus says that, that, we, that Christ in us is the hope of glory. It says in the book of Colossians, the hope of glory lives within us. Like, that's the truth. We got we to gotta get back to speaking the truth. That God's real. That Jesus is real. That he's got a purpose for us. Like, that's the truth. We got to get back to speaking. Instead of getting caught up in all of the stuff going on today, let's get back to speaking the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love so that we grow. So that we grow so that we grow as a body, so that we mature, so that we grow up. And we grow up into him, into Jesus, who is, who is the, the head of the church, who's the head of us. Um, so instead of getting all distracted, misdirected, we start to focus. We focus on what's important again, the truth, and speaking the truth in love. And as we do this together, we grow up, we mature, and we begin to function we grow up into him. And the interesting thing, like, it, it seems like maybe in, in the natural and in, in the world and society and so, so on and so forth, that as you grow up, you become more independent. As you grow up, you know more how things work. As you, as you grow up, like, you're not as needy and all of that stuff. But it's kind of the opposite in the kingdom. See, as, as you grow up into Jesus, you realize that you can't be independent, but you need to be very dependent on him. As you grow up, you don't become independent of people, but you become interdependent on the body of Christ because we're all needed and we're all necessary. As you grow up, you realize that um, that isn't necessarily that you know more, but it's in, in the kingdom, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. 
the, the deeper you get in your faith, the more you realize there's so much more to Jesus than you ever could have imagined. There's so much more grace and so much more love. And he's like endless. Like you never arrive until the day it says this. It like we'll clearly see one day. It says this in the Bible. We'll clearly see. One day we will clearly see and we will clearly know what it is. But until then, it's, this, it's almost like these mysteries. And we, we, it keeps us going back. Like I, I think about um, my wife. And we've been together now. We've been together for over 20 years. Um, 21, right? 21, 20. Our relationship can drink legally. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't. Anything. But we've been together for over 20 years. We've been almost married for 20 years. This December will be 20 years of marriage. Um, and man, the, I feel like those first few years we just got, we're like, I was just, our first few months of dating, let alone years, I just was asking her a question. I was trying to get to know her. Just trying to get to know you, girl. I just want to know you and see you. And so like, we just spent so much time getting to know each other. And then, and then I got to, um, and then we got married and I got to know her, not just as a girlfriend, as a fiance, I got to know her as a wife, which was different. And then I got to know her as a mother, which was way different. And then I got to know her as a mother of two. And then I got to know her as a working mother. And I got to know her as a mother of three. And then I got to you know, like know her as a mother of teenagers. And I got to know her, I'm just speaking of mother, mother, mother. But anyway, like, that's her passion. That's what she's all about. But I got to, and then all of a sudden we talk and I find out something about her past that I hadn't known about. We'd been together for years and years and years, but there'd be something that I didn't know. And we've rediscovered throughout like our relationship, there's things about us that we're continually getting to know. They will, they're like, she is a deep and profound mystery that I will continue to try to seek out and search. I will, baby. I could try to get to know her constantly. Now, Jesus, so much more so, so much more so. And it doesn't, and, and it's one of those things where you don't get discouraged that you don't know enough. You get more encouraged because he's just that good. He's just that good. You just keep discovering great, greater and greater things about him. And I am more dependent on Jesus than I've ever been in my entire 20, how old am I? 24 years of faith. Like that, I'm more dependent on him than, than ever before. I'm more interdependent on the body of Christ and other believers than I've ever been, understanding that I can't do it all on my own, but I need each and every one of us. And so he says, yeah, he's the head. He determines, the head always determines the direction of the body. Where you look, you go, all of that stuff. Um, but he says, for in him, the whole body joined together and held together by every supporting ligament. We, we have to see that as the body of Christ, um, the more we grow up, the more we work together, the more we join together, the more we do things together. Because again, we're not, independent of each other. And we start to look out for one another. We start to look out for one another. Uh, some people call like accountability partners or whatnot. And again, I've always had kind of an issue with that because it just seems like there's sin police in their lives and they're just trying to catch them as opposed to being accountability partners or adv advocates for each other where we're just advocating for each other to, to, to live up to what the Lord has called us to and to remind each other of who God has called us to be and all of that. Um, but looking out for one another in the sense that I don't want you to be unhealthy. Like, I don't want you to, 
be unhealthy in your faith or unhealthy in your marriage. I don't want you to suffer in those ways. I, I don't want you to begin to fall away. I don't want you to not be connected to the body or not connected to Jesus. Like, I don't want that. And I don't want, like, and I don't want to be those that, because sometimes we like to point out when other people are, are hurting or other people are falling or failing because it often it can make us feel better because we're, maybe we're not there yet. So like, oh, so-and-so's messing up and we can kind of like, oh, so-and-so's falling into sin. And that's such the wrong motivation. Yeah. The right motivation is so-and-so's falling into sin. So what can we do to help them out? Like, what can we do to encourage them? What can we do to get them to, you know, back into loving and serving the Lord? What can we do to help? Because when you have an injured part of the body, it affects the rest of the body. Um, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26, is if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Sometimes it, it seems like in church, if one part suffers, we all point it and go, ah, they're suffering. As opposed to going, how can we, how can we help? How can we get in there? It's, to liken it to this, is now I'm a 42-year-old man I know it doesn't look like it, but I am 42 years old. As a 40, thanks, baby. As a 42-year-old man, um, I'm starting to aches and pains in my body that I didn't necessarily feel as a 17-year-old dude or as a 22-year-old man. I, I, didn't, I didn't feel those things. But I, what I've also noticed, though, is that if one part of my body is like out of place or is painful, it starts to impact other parts of my body. For instance, I started doing a spin, got a spin bike. My wife got it. I ride it. I'm really good at it, but that doesn't, it doesn't, it's not here or there. I do usually finish at least in the top 10%, whatever in class I'm in. But that's, I don't want to brag. I'm just in great shape. But, but I've noticed though, my right knee like is starting to bug me like crazy, right? And as my right knee bugs me, I've realized that I start to favor my other leg. So my right knee bugs me, so I start to favor my left leg. As I start to favor my left leg, it starts to mess with my left hip, my left hip hurts and it's kind of making my, this side of my back a little bit jank. It's interesting, right? Like, and some of you guys that understand the body know this stuff that a lot of times where you're if experiencing pain, it's because another part of your body is out of place. When we suffer, when one suffers, we all suffer. And if we can get back to looking out for one another, looking out for maybe those that are displaced, maybe those that are out of joint, maybe those that are, are sprained at the moment, if we can get back to that, if we can get back to like looking at them and loving them and nursing them back to health, it makes everything better. It makes everything better. So what Paul has said here in this first part is we've gone through these first few weeks of family is saying, look, we all come from different backgrounds. Let's take care of each other. Let's like Let's, let's put up with each other. We're gonna, there's going to be issues. It's going to be okay. But let's spend time growing in our purpose and our gifts and get busy about the work so that we don't get distracted by the dumb stuff, by foolish and stupid arguments, as Paul writes in another spot. Let's not get, let's not get in that. But instead, let's continue to speak the truth and let's do so in love as we, the body, take care of each other. As we, the body, take care of each other. If you're out there, well, you are out there. You are out there. You're watching, you're watching online. If you're out there somewhere in cyberspace or whatever, if you're out there um, and you feel disconnected, if you feel like you're out of joint, I, I just want to encourage you that we care about you, that we're here for you. 
that we want to know, I want to know, the church wants to know what it is we can do for you. If maybe you're watching this and you've just been tuning in and you don't yet know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you opportunity today to do so, to become a part of this family, to become a part of a family who's going to look out for you, who's going to care for you, who's going to, who's going to remind you of who Jesus has called you to be. I'm going to, I want to invite you into being forgiven of, of any sin you've ever committed, the guilt and shame that you might feel in your life, to be set free from that and to be given to live new and begin to live different. Um, We're called to so much greater than to get caught up in the stupid stuff that so many of us get caught up in and to just get back to focusing on his truth, his love, and our purpose. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for us, but before I do, I just want to know, if, you, if, you, if you're watching this and you say, Jeff, I would like to give my life to Jesus, um, or maybe you've walked away and somehow, again, you're watching this, maybe somebody shared it with you or whatnot, and you'd say, I want to give my life back to Jesus, I would love to know this, because I'm going to pray with you here in a, in a moment. And basically what it's saying is this, is that you're just saying, I'm, going to, I'm surrendering my life the way I've done things, and I'm going to start to follow this Jesus who loved me so much that he came, he lived a sinless life. He took all of my sin and all my shame. He died and took it to the grave. He buried it and then he raised himself from the dead so that therefore we will never have to experience a spiritual death ourselves, but get to experience an eternity with him forever. Now, I'm going to lead you in a prayer in a moment. It's not this prayer that, that gives you this fresh start or, or for, in Christian language would say, makes you saved, like saved from, from hell. Um, but what it does, though, is just me helping you vocalize the decision that you just made. And again, this is so important. When you pray this prayer, you're now you're included in the family. You are God's child, loved by God, given a fresh start by God. And if you're praying this prayer, I want to know. Maybe drop a comment or send me an email to jeff at myrhythmchurch.com. We'd love to know because we want to be praying for you and praying with you and just able to give you any kind of resource that you need to continue to grow in your faith. But if that's you, just repeat this after me. Say, dear Jesus, today I decide. I decide to give you my life. And I ask you, Lord, to forgive me for every sinful thing I've done or will do. Thank you that you love me. Now help me to love others the way that you have loved me. Teach me your ways. Guide me in this life. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you just pray that prayer, I'm so stoked for you. It's the most amazing thing in the entire world. Like your life will begin to change the more you submit yourself to Jesus and his purpose for your life because he's got great purposes and he's got great plans for you. And just, I just want to pray one more time. Lord, thank you so much for this word. Thank you, Lord, that we don't need to get distracted. I pray right now that every, every person that's watched this video, God, I just pray that you would give us a revelation of your great truth, of your great love, so that no longer do we get caught up in, in, in the storms and in the crazy scheming and all the stuff of the enemy, but we just get back to your purpose for our life. We get back to being the body, maturing and growing up, caring for one another, God, so that we can continue to grow in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, I love you. You guys are awesome. Um, hey, don't, don't forget to go to the website and, and uh, give if you want to give. Fill out a card. 
let us know how you're doing. And don't forget about the jacket drive so that we can bless a ton of kids here in North County, San Diego. Love you, and we'll see you next week.